Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus made the crowds welcome and talked to them about the kingdom of God. And he cured those who were in need of healing. It was late afternoon when the twelve came to him and said, Send the people away, and they can go to the villages and farms round about to find lodging and food. For we are in a lonely place here. He replied, Give them something to eat yourselves. But they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we are to go ourselves and buy food for all these people. For there were about five thousand men. But he said to his disciples, Get them to sit down in parties of about fifty. They did so, and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish, raised his eyes to heaven, and said the blessing over them. Then he broke them, and handed them to his disciples to distribute among the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted, and when the scraps remaining were collected, they filled twelve baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. There's lots of different miracles in the gospel. You've noticed that. Often when we come to Mass, we hear about Jesus performing a miracle. Maybe he takes a blind man and gives him back his sight. Or on other occasions, people who are crippled, who can't walk, he gives them back the power to stand. Or he even sometimes raises those who have died. And brings them back to life. What's interesting is that Jesus' miracles, all these marvelous events that he does, they're not just marvelous events. They're also signs. Signs of what he wants to do in our lives. Signs of what he wants to accomplish for us, the salvation he wants to give us. So when he heals a blind man, he's showing us that he wants to heal our spiritual blindness. He wants to help us to see the light of God. When he, do you remember the man with all the demons? The whole legion of demons in him. And he's so scary that people can't even go near him. Well, Jesus brings him back to his right mind. And that's how he shows that he wants to heal us of the craziness of sin, the madness of sin. And the miracle that we hear about today is also a sign. But it's a very different sign from the other miracles. Because this miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 that we heard about, is a sign 
of another miracle. It's the miracle that we celebrate every Sunday at Mass. The miracle of the bread and wine that become the body and blood of Christ. And that's what we celebrate today in this feast of Corpus Christi, the body and blood of Christ. And it's a, it's a very different miracle to the other miracles that we hear about in the Gospel. In what ways is it different? I think there's at least three ways in which this miracle is quite different to the other miracles that Jesus performs. And those differences can help us to understand about the Eucharist. Firstly, this miracle is a miracle that Jesus performs for everyone. Secondly, it's a miracle that has leftovers. And thirdly, it's a miracle that turns a crowd into a community. So let's look at those, those three things. First of all, the feeding of the 5,000 was a miracle for everyone. You know, when Jesus would heal the sick, he would only heal those who needed it. Not everyone is sick. Not everyone is blind. Not everyone is crippled. So today in the gospel it says he cured those who were in need of healing. But it's usually one person, or maybe sometimes two people, or ten people. But this is different. Because we may not need healing all the time, but we need food every day. Food is everyone's basic need. Everyone's basic need. And that symbolizes the way in which we all need God. Deep down in everyone, there's a big hunger. And sometimes people, they try and fill that hunger by, by sinning, by trying to get more and more money, or by trying to, to find more and more pleasure from, from drinking, for example. But everyone's deepest need is for God. This big hunger that we have in each one of us is for God. And in the Eucharist, God chose to come to us in the form of bread. So that he could show us that he is our deepest need. And that in Jesus, he comes to us and he meets that need. He nourishes us. That deep hunger that we have to feel loved, to have a Father who loves us unconditionally, to have a Savior. That deep hunger, He meets it in the Eucharist, in Jesus who comes to us in the Eucharist. He comes every Sunday. He cares about what we need and He gives us what we need. Every time we say the Our Father, we pray and we say, Give us this day our daily bread. And he does. He gives us everything we need and he gives us the most important thing, which is him. God himself. He sends Jesus to satisfy our hunger. 
The second way in which this miracle is quite different from the other miracles is that Jesus not only saves the day and sorts out the problem, he even provides more than they need. There's 12 baskets of leftovers. It's like overkill. Jesus does such a big miracle that it's too big for the people there. There was 5,000 of them. And he still made these five loaves and two fishes feed even more that there were leftovers. And that tells us about the Eucharist as well. Jesus comes, like I just said, to satisfy that deep hunger that's in you for God. But he doesn't give you just enough. He provides abundantly. Maybe when you first received your Holy Communion, the children, maybe you had a strong realization of how much God loves you. Maybe, or maybe during one of the catechism classes with Sister Aidan or one of the other catechists, you, you suddenly realized, oh, God really loves me. Because he comes to me in the Eucharist. Well, however strong that realization was, it's always less than the reality. There's always more to discover in the Eucharist about how much God loves you. And that's why we keep coming. We don't just do a first Holy Communion, it's the first of a series. Because every time we come to Holy Communion, God shows us more how much he loves us. And he keeps deepening that love for him in us. Just like after communion, we collect the hosts that remain and we put them back in the tabernacle. That's like a little sign that Jesus has got more to say. That he's got more love to show you. That he longs to show us even more God's goodness. He can't wait for us to come back again next week so that he can show us even more love. That's why it's very good when you come to a church to stop by and to pray near the tabernacle. Or maybe to pray sometimes when we have adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Because it gives Jesus more of an opportunity to open his heart to us. To show us how much he loves us. That's why we're going to have a procession in a moment. At, at the end of Mass with the Blessed Sacrament. The third thing about this miracle. Is that Jesus transforms a crowd into a community. We heard about the 5,000 people. And they were hungry and they were tired. What are people like when they're hungry and tired? Grumpy, right? Grumpy and angry. And angry. There's even a special word. Hangry. Hangry means so hungry you're angry. Don't know if you know that word. I'm hangry. But Jesus takes this angry crowd of people, this anxious, this tired grumpy crowd of people 
and he makes them into a community. He tells them first to sit down in groups of 50. So instead of just trying to get some food for all of them, they're going to sit down, they're going to have a meal together. And Jesus begins that meal by giving thanks to God, by saying grace. That's what we should do at home. It's very important for families to sit down, to have a meal together, and to begin that meal by saying thank you to God that we have food and that we have each other. At least, at least once a week, more if possible. And that's what happens at Mass as well. At Mass, we go from just being a crowd of people, a bunch of people who just happen to live in the same area of London, and we get made into a community. Look around. Look around the the church for a minute. Just look at some of the people. Maybe turn around behind you. Children are so much more obedient than adults. Adults, can you do the same, please? Come on, look around. Take the example of your children. Just look at the other people around you. Is this a crowd? Or is it your community? Maybe it still feels a bit like a crowd. We're a very big parish, so it's kind of hard to get to know everyone. But normally, this is your community. You've got to love them in a special way because we're called to be the the body of Christ together in Forest Gate you ought to feel even closer to these people than for example if you meet somebody from your country you know when you hear somebody from your country in the tube you're like hey are you from wherever are you from Cebu as well I like to think that I'm a little bit Filipino I say to them, and we get talking. I did it on the bus the other day. But even more is us. We are a community. We're even closer to each other because we are the body of Christ together. Have you ever invited somebody from church to your house for a meal? Somebody that you met at church, that you invited at house, does it, the priest don't count. Somebody else. Have you ever done that? Why don't? Why don't you? You're part of the same community. And we have to love each other. Become the body of Christ together. And that's what happens at the Eucharist. We get made one body. So let's celebrate that mystery now together. Let's let God place his love in our hearts so that we can love each other, so that we can become truly one community, so that that gift of love can satisfy this deep hunger within us, this gift which is always more than we can comprehend. Amen.